Hello, listeners. Welcome to Plus 16 Hours. My name is Jake Urich, and this is a milestone episode for the podcast. It's number 10. This episode was particularly fun for me to put together because I got to see some new places and I got to experience it with some people I have not seen in a long time. Episode 10 is coming up, Japan and old friends. So, listeners, as I mentioned at the end of my Taipei episode, my next stop was skiing in Japan. Skiing in Japan was really possible because of my friend Stephen Buccini. He had been living in Niseko for the season and was able to give me a place to stay and some local insights to boot, which always makes for a better trip in Asia where things are culturally very different. Stephen and I first met at Governor School in North Carolina after our junior year of high school and have managed to meet up in the Appalachian Mountains, in San Diego, and in Chicago over the years. When he told me he was going to be in Niseko and I was just uh, a flight away uh, in Australia, I knew I had to make this trip happen. Niseko is an island, um, is a city on the island of Hokkaido, which is in northern Japan. And the slopes there sit in the shadow of a dormant volcano called Mount Yote. Mount Yote looms large and very much feels like it's watching you no matter where you are skiing uh, or hanging out in the village. There's some definite Mona Lisa vibes, but at the same time, it really orients you to where you are on the mountain. I got three great days on the slopes, which is enough time to work off the rust and enjoy some great powder for which that area is famous. Overall, I was extremely lucky because the mountain got about six inches of snow the night I arrived, which gave a fresh coat of snow for skiing uh, while I got to enjoy spring conditions. It was about 30 to 45 degrees Fahrenheit every day. Specifically, we were staying in the village of Harafu, which has some amazing restaurants and bars uh, to enjoy after the long days of skiing. The most interesting experience, though, by far, was the onsens, which are natural Japanese hot springs. There are thousands of onsens across Japan due to the prevalence of volcanic activity. Uh, so I was glad I got to experience that piece of Japanese culture. Nothing uh, like soaking in what is essentially a natural jacuzzi after being out in the cold all day. Since Niseko, like many mountainous areas, is a bit of a trek from international airports, we made the two-hour trip to Sapporo after finishing up the third day of skiing. Sapporo is a city of about 2.5 million people, and it's notable because it hosted the 1972 Winter Olympics. Funnily enough, we got an extremely cheap hotel room, and I think this is because the city has more hotel rooms than it needs, dating all the way back to the Olympics. One of the big attractions there is the Sapporo Beer Garden, and their, reference, uh, or their restaurant serves uh, freshly brewed beer from the factory there, along with all-you-can-eat lamb, which you cook right in front of you. Uh, we had a great night at the beer factory and walking around the city. Overall, there are some strong Midwestern vibes with wide streets reminiscent of Detroit or Minneapolis. A few general reflections and notes on Japan. Japan is an incredibly trusting place. In Sapporo, as my friend Steven pointed out, there were hundreds of bikes on the sidewalk with no locks at all. Stealing, I guess bikes at least, really isn't a worry in Japan. Uh, And it's nice to see an entire society embrace at least one aspect of civilized culture. Another thing is on the ski lifts, the Japanese operators greeted me every time I got on and off the lift. From my experience in the US, you always get some surly lift operators who don't really talk, but I got a cheerful greeting on every one. It's almost as if there is a culture around doing it, similar to the my pleasure response that you get from a Chick-fil-A employee after saying thank you. In Sapporo, their baseball team, uh, which is known as the Ham Fighters, is clearly one of the biggest attractions in town, uh, with many signs around highlighting the season was kicking off in April. 
um, two-way sensation Shohei Otani played for the Ham Fighters in Japan before coming over to the Los Angeles Angels uh, in the United States last year. When leaving Japan, I set up another long layover in Seoul, South Korea, on my way back to Sydney. The main purpose of this was to see my friend Jacob from elementary school. Way back in third grade, Jacob's family moved from Korea to Arizona for a few years, and he arrived in the U.S. with very little English skills as a nine-year-old. Our teacher, Mrs. Clark, pairs together so I could teach him the ropes, and we became fast friends, as it definitely does not matter what language you speak on the playground. Funnily enough, we both ended up studying mechanical engineering and are big NBA fans, which is interesting because he mentioned that basketball is only the third most popular sport in Korea behind baseball and soccer. In Seoul, we ate some traditional Korean food together and ended up chatting for over three hours uh, with a beer to finish it off. I'm definitely going to have to try to work in another long trip to Korea in my future plans, but it was very cool to see how easily we uh, fell back into our old rapport after about 15 years of not seeing each other. Speaking of basketball, as March Madness is underway with the second round, I have to say that I am very jealous to be so far away from the action, and I know the withdrawal will only continue until the NBA Finals finish up in June. I'll have to think it up, uh, think of a way to make it up next year, uh, and a trip to Las Vegas for this weekend uh, in 2020 may be in order. I hope everyone enjoys the madness, and good luck to all the brackets out there. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. 